Unlocked on Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks win round one of the freeway face-off. Nick Delorier gets a hat trick, sort of. And Yanni Hockenpah is not only a great player, but he's got a great name. We'll talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade now. You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. In fact, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts if you have not done so already. All right, let's get right to it. The Ducks and Kings played last night, and if you heard the previous podcast where I previewed with sir yeah we were both wrong we thought because the ducks poor play was indicative of how they were going to play against the kings last night we both thought the kings were going to win by one goal yeah i didn't expect cal peterson to be in net and i also didn't expect all of those kings to be injured or on the covid list that show or actually that part was recorded on sunday so even before there was more I guess, movement within the Kings roster. And that was also before we found out that Cal was going to start. I thought if Jonathan Quick would have gotten the start, maybe, just maybe, the Kings would have had a better chance. But John Gibson was also spectacular in net. And also, the Kings played like crap. I mean, the shots on goal, we'll get to that on the second part of this podcast. We'll go really deep into analytics later on. But getting out shot 43-21... to That's not going to cut it, folks. And there was one bad thing, as far as Ducks fans should be concerned about, about last night's game. We'll get to that later. But let's talk about the actual game itself. Starting off right on the opening faceoff, Nick Delorier. He was chirping a little bit to Curtis McDermott. Once it was seen that one lineup went out, then the other lineup came out. So basically both coaches said, yeah, these two want to go. So let's put them out on the ice, opening face-off. Sure. So you have the fourth line for the Ducks with Nick Delorier out there. And right away, three seconds in, puck drops, whistle blows, whistle blows again. Curtis McDermott drops the gloves. Nick Delorier drops the gloves, and it is on. Just as we predicted it. And just as we mentioned yesterday, we knew there was going to be a fight. And we knew it was going to be Curtis McDermott and likely Nick Delorier. So Sarah Avampato, you nailed this one right on the nose. I give you credit all the way. And it was a very respectable fight. I got to give him credit. Both players landed their punches. Both combatants went at it for about a minute until they finally tired out and said, you know what, it was a good fight, good showing. And you could even see it when they enter the box. They kind of nodded like, yeah, that was good. I owe you one. Apparently, they're going to owe each other another one later on this season. So watch out for the next round of Nick Delorier versus Curtis McDermott later this season. Probably in that five games in a row stretch down in late April, early May. Yeah, watch for that. Oh man, Sarah and I are going to have so much fun with crossovers that week. Because we see each other so damn much. So that was a highlight early on. Then, with about 10 minutes left in the first period, Danton Heinen got his third goal of the season. Danton Heinen is tied for the lead in goals for the Ducks. That was his third of the season. Sam Steele 
got an assist, and so did Jakob Silverberg. Silverberg's pass from behind the net was right on target, right to the tape of Danton Heinen, and he put it away from just the right side. So that made it one nothing Ducks. Early advantage for Anaheim. They had an early advantage in shots on goal, too. But then the second period, David Backus, he enters the lineup thanks to an injured Derek Grant. And Backus scored his first of the season. That made it 2-0 Anaheim. This was right away, right as the second period started. Puck drops. Here we go. Ducks gain control. Nick Delorier, he's out on the ice once again. He gains control of the puck. Passed to Carter Rowney. And then passed it kind of behind the net. Kind of a broken play here. But David Backus picks up the change. Gets his first of the season 2-1 Anaheim. Only 17 seconds into the second period. You know, it's almost like when the period starts, that's when the most action happens. At least that's what it looked like on last night's game. Then later on with about 15 or 14 minutes left, this was where it got very interesting. So the Ducks just came out with every little bit of energy at 2 nothing. Then there was a long stretch of time, and I do want to talk about this for a couple minutes, where the Ducks had control in their offensive zone for nearly 100 seconds, and the Kings players were absolutely gassed. As soon as the Ducks entered the zone, the Kings defensemen were already out on the ice for a long, long time. And then it got more and more. The Ducks held it in. They got shot after shot. They had about 11 shot attempts in that time frame at about two and a half minutes where they kept the puck in. It came out once, but the players never changed. So then you had all of these shot attempts. Cal Peterson was going to work. All the Kings defensemen, they were gassed. Yanni Hockenpah, he kept the puck in play not once but twice where he would either reach for it with his hand, bring it down, or he'd use that long stick of his and barely keep the puck in the zone. He did a tremendous job. Probably one of the best jobs you could possibly do. You had Adrian Kempe. He was out on the ice for 2 minutes, 17 seconds. He had a very long shift. He looked very, very gassed. Then you had later on, Drew Doughty was out there on a long shift. He was pretty gassed later on. That's what the Ducks did. They held players in as long as they possibly could. Kempe was out there for a long time. Trevor Moore was out there for a long time. So was Gabriel Velarde. Those three players that I mentioned, they looked really bad on that stretch. To have those three players allow that many shot attempts and not get the puck out for the Kings, that is both a testament to Yanni Hockenpah keeping the puck in and keeping the pressure on, but it's also kind of a testament as to how bad the Kings played during that stretch where they just could not get the puck out and they couldn't do anything. Leas Anderson... Okay, Anderson had a bad shift right there. He had no business being out there for as long as he did. It looked as bad as I say it does. So once the Kings finally got the puck out with about 15 minutes left, that's where the line that's where the complete line change happened. And that's when it turned bad for the Ducks. Because right after that change happened. Five fresh guys on the ice for the LA Kings and kind of on a broken play. Drew Doughty came right out there, dished it off to Mike Amadio from right near the net. And Amadio just kind of tried to crash the net. And so did Arthur Kaliev. 
Yes, I, I've said this name before when we talked about World Juniors. The Arty Party, Arthur Kaliev. He crashed the net. It went off his stick, and that's his first goal of the season on his NHL debut. So Arthur Kaliev, the Arty Party, has arrived at Staples Center. That's his first, and that kid looked really happy. And I'll talk more about Arthur Kaliev later on. So that made a 2-1 Anaheim. Go to the third period. The Ducks still keep the pressure on. The Kings look a little bit better in that third period. They actually get some shots on goal, but nothing goes in. And a lot of those shots are not even quality shots. They were out from the point, pretty much. So we get to the end of the game. And guess who scores the empty net goal with about 46 seconds left? Yeah, Nick Delorier. He got the Gordie Howe hat-trick. He had the fight three seconds in. He had the assist on the David Backus goal. And he scored the unassisted empty netter goal to make the final score 3-1. to one. And Nick Delorier didn't look too thrilled at first when he scored it. It was only when he got back to the bench that everyone else was making a big deal about it. And you can see that smile on his face. He was thrilled to get the Gordie Howe hat trick. And there was, it was even quoted after the game where he said, yeah, I never got one of those before. So he's gotten fights before. He's got plenty of those. He's had a hat trick. Yeah, remember that hat trick March 10th? That seemed like a long time ago. Nick Delorier has his third goal of the season. He's also tied for the leading goals. If you had said that Max Comtois, Denton Heinen, and Nick Delorier would be tied for the leading goals, well, I've got a sailboat to sell to you because I didn't see that coming. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. We'll talk much more about this game. But first, let's talk about the best protein bar in the land. That is Built Bar. They come in 18 delicious flavors, including Cherry Barcia, Double Chocolate Orange, Raspberry, and my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. You can buy them right now at BuiltBar.com, and they are packed with 17 grams of protein, only 130 grams of sugar. Wow, they are healthy for you. They are delicious. Only 4 grams of sugar. They're that healthy for you. And most importantly, they're made in a nut-free facility for those with allergies. So head over to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order of Built Bar. That's Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. And coming up after the intermission, we're going to break down this game even more. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Once again, go to builtbar.com, enter promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. So, first, I need to make a correction on the last segment, and I can't believe I forgot about this. Poor Jakob Silverberg, I forgot about him. He also has three goals this season. So, three Ducks are tied for the lead with three goals Jakob Silverberg, Nick Delorier, Danton Heinen and Max Comtois. In fact, dating back to last season, Nick Delorier has three goals this season, and he had the hat trick at the end of last season. I guess in that stretch of games, he has six goals. He leads the Ducks. Who saw that coming? Anyone here? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? No? No one here? Come on. Someone here had to say, oh yeah, Nick Delorier, he's the best goal scorer on this Ducks team. Yeah, 
That was a great re-signing, by the way. Million per season. Great. Ducks hit a home run on that one. Now he's leading the team in points with five. So is Carter, Rowney, Ryan Gesloff, and Jakob Silverberg. Those are your scoring leaders for the Ducks. Those four guys. Right behind them, Danton Heinen and Max Comtois. After that, uh, Hampus Lindholm has three. Ricard Raquel has three, but it really drops off after that. And I feel for some of the guys that are really trying hard this season, but they're just not finding their touch. Troy Terry, he has not found the back of the net yet. Same with Kevin Shattenkirk. Derek Grant, I mean, he's out right now, but he hasn't found the back of the goal. But Derek Grant has been valuable in other ways, as I've mentioned on this podcast. Uh, Let's talk about some of the lines that I was impressed with. The two lines that I thought were the best on the game. Ricard Raquel, Isaac Lundestrom, Max Comtois, that line together, I thought did a fantastic job. They had a Corsi 4 of 100%. They put on so much pressure on the net. It was ridiculous how well they played. I loved seeing it. The other line that I thought was impressive, obviously a lot of the scoring came from that line, was the Nick Delorier, David Backus, Carter Rowney line. That was a pristine effort by that line, especially on that goal. David Backus playing on that line I thought was great. He actually found his spot in behind the net at a couple of moments where he would try to generate opportunities. He did a good job of moving the puck back and forth across the Royal Road. I thought he did an excellent job just keeping the puck in the offensive corners and then get the pass. He was very effective at that. So despite that line being a little bit older than the other ones, they were very effective. That fourth line might have been the best line of the game. But then that Raquel Lunders from Comtois line, I thought they were brilliant too. Uh, the Adam Henrik getzloff terry line, they were okay. They They did okay. They did their job. That's all I can say about that. And the other big line, Heinen, Steele, Silverberg, they were fine. They were good also. But I think out of the four lines, the best ones was the Bacchus line, the Lundestrom line, the Steele line. Uh, Getze, Henrik, and Terry, they've got a little bit of work to do. Um, I did like this little nugget from CJ Woodling saying that the Corsi 4 for all the players were above 50%. That's all great. And yeah, Nick Delorier was the worst one out of those players. But I don't care about that. I don't care that Nick Delorier had the worst Corsi 4 percentage at only 58%. Oh my god, only 58%? That's still above 50%. He was the glue that held the team together throughout the entire game. He's the one that got him going with that fight. Delorier is the one that helped get that assist for the game-winning goal. And then he scored the empty netter. He did his job. He was the player of the game, and I personally thought it wasn't even close. You could give some props to Isaac Lundestrom, who was 100% Corsi 4. That's great. I could give it to John Gibson, but he didn't see nearly as many shots as he usually does. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad if you're a Kings fan. I'm sorry, Sarah. Actually, you know what? Let, let's give him the pain right now. Let's look at that now. Why not? Uh, just very briefly, I'll mention that some of the other Corsi leaders, Max Comtois, he had a good game, Ricard Raquel. Okay, I was going to talk about them for maybe 30 seconds, but you know what? Let's go with the shots on goal. It was pathetic for the Kings. It was bad. 
It was 43-21 to 21 in favor of the Ducks. Yeah, 43 shots. That's a season high for the Ducks. John Gibson only saw 21 shots. He saved 20 of them. He had a good game, but there wasn't a whole lot of quality shots. I mean, quite a few shots were from the point. There was a couple kind of in the slot. And there was a decent amount up close. But look at the quality shots for the Ducks. Almost all of them were either in the center of the ice or right in front of the crease. The Ducks pulled off what other teams have done against them. Maybe they looked at a lot of tape. Or maybe it's just that they're playing the LA Kings. The Kings are not that great. Sarah will tell you that. I will tell you that. I follow this team closely as well. The Kings are not that good. They're just not. I'm sorry. The Kings will make anybody look good. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, Kings fans. If there are Kings fans listening, I apologize. Ducks fans, if you're listening, listen to this stat. Shot attempts were 70-32 to 32 in favor of the Ducks. That's a plus 38. Are you freaking kidding me? Plus 38? That never happens. Not this Ducks team. When have they had a plus 38 on shot attempts? Oh, not since early last season. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just calling it like it is. It's a great performance by the Ducks, but anybody plays well against these LA Kings. I'm sorry, but it's true. Uh, One other thing I want to mention as far as stats. Uh, I mentioned the scoring leaders. I predict that Nick Delorier will get an assist on the next game. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think Delorier will get two points. He will be the scoring leader at the end of the Sharks series. Because Delorier has been on fire recently. He has played with a rocket up his ass. And Fists of Fury, and it absolutely shows. He's done a tremendous job just getting this team going. That's his main thing, getting them going. And I did love the interview after the game where even Nick Deloria was surprised. He said, yeah, I never had one of those before. And he's kind of smiling and laughing like, yeah, I've never had a Gordie Howe Hattie before. And it wasn't until he got back to the bench that someone pointed it out and said, hey, you got all three. Like, and he, Then he's laughing. You just love to see that infectious energy from Nick Delorier, and that's how he's always been. That's what you want to see as a Ducks fan. Remember that hat trick last season? Remember how freaking giddy he was after getting that third goal? You could not wipe the smile off of Nick Delorier's face, and you could hardly see any frowning as soon as he realized what he'd done with the Gordie Howe hattie. His first of his career. I can't believe he's never gotten a Gordie Howe hat trick. With as many fights as he's gotten and as many goals as he's scored. Yeah, I mean, he was the player of the game. Kudos to you, Nick Delorier. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. We're already there. But let's talk about betonline.ag. And folks, if you had listened to Sarah Avampado and I, you would be a little bit richer. In fact, if you'd also listened to your boy Q, who's on Locked On Bets, boy, you would have made a bit of money on a parlay because we all had the over over six goals on last night's uh, Canadiens game. And we also had the under at the game at Staples Center last night. So if you had parlayed both those games, if you'd taken the over on the Habs-Canucks game and you'd taken the under on the Kings-Ducks, why, you'd be quite a bit richer. So next time we have a lock like that, Maybe you should go to betonline.ag, place a bet, and on your first deposit, 
Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Go ahead and do that right now if you're over 21. Once again, betonline.ag is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, promo code Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus. And that's betonline.ag. Please gamble responsibly. After the break, Sarah Avampado is going to come back a little bit for the end of this podcast. And we're going to talk about what's in a name. Stay tuned for that on the other side. Welcome back to the best podcast your car will ever need, Locked on SoCal Hockey. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, and you're also locked in with the host of Locked on NHL, Sarah Avampado. Howdy. <laughs> all right, I need to respond to some of these. So I love all you guys that are listening to Locked on Ducks and responding. And Mike Myers Stan, he basically said, when does baseball start? <laughs> This is how bad Ouch. the Ducks have been. And saying, I'd rather watch Mike Trout than the Ducks. Hey, you know what? I could make this comparison. Uh, you know who Mike Trout is, baseball player extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah. I might make this comparison right now. I would compare, I'd compare John Gibson to Mike Trout. Both very, very, very talented in their positions. Both in their primes, playing in... <laughs> Excuse the language. I'm going to mute or bleep myself. Okay. Mike Trout and John Gibson are playing on dog teams right now. (laughs) Their prime is being wasted. What the hell? It's sad. I mean, you saw how pissed off John Gibson was the other night. He tackled a guy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well-deserved tackling, honestly. Yes. That we can agree on. We, We both have seen Garland from time to time. With the Tucson Roadrunners back in the day. Uh, we, we didn't like him too much, did we? No, he's a pest. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and I have to respond to Bolts and Bucks Babe listening. I'm guessing a Lightning fan. When I responded about the Minnesota Wild uniform. you And I got this from you, by the way, Sarah. Uh-oh. You, po- you posted about this. You like those uniforms. I mean, they're fun. They're very bright see this is where you and i differ you kind of like them i think they're subway uniforms so of course i, put, I mean yes they are <laughs> so i mean what what else could i put except we'll have a foot long tuna sandwich oh wait that's not actually tuna <laughs> in case you guys didn't hear this is actual news news not sports news yeah apparently it's not really tuna i don't know if you read that article or heard about that sarah it's tuna adjacent <laughs> Yeah. And then um, she replied, I swear I rolled 59 sandwiches in this exact thing today. In the Minnesota Wild uniform, that is. <laughs> and Sarah, I, I heart you for this. <laughs> I, I'm going to just put you out on the spot because Sarah said, I always forget how good a name Yanni Hockenpah is until I talk to LO underscore ducks. Yanni Hockenpah. It's such a good name. I mean, Finland just has the best names. Oh, like. my gosh. <laughs> Not only some of the best players, but the best names. Well, what are some of your mm-hmm. favorite Finnish hockey players? I feel like everyone just has to say Teemu Solani, but um, mm-hmm. 
currently um I, I spend a lot of time watching the carolina hurricanes now since i write about their their farm team the chicago wolves and so i spend a lot of time really appreciating um Tabor Teravine and, and uh, Sebastian Ajo, both of whom are just real good. And uh, Chicago should be mad every day that they traded Tabor Teravine every single day. Yep. Even though they're in our divisions, I have to give some love to the Mikos, Koivu and Rantanen, mm. who yeah. I, think, I think they're generational talents in their respective markets. And like on two different ends of the spectrum too, like one one who is nearing the end of his career and you know kind of the twilight of of, of his career and being a veteran and everything, and then Miko Rantanen, who I feel like is still very underrated, even though yes, you know, yes. like even though like I'm afraid of him during Avalanche games, he's so good, but I feel like people don't talk about him because they just talk about Nate McKinnon instead, yep. which is there fine, is. but but you can't forget about him. Well, because McKinnon is a Hart Trophy candidate perennially. But Miko Rantanen, I think, is one of those players that makes that team go. And someone that I've talked about, and I know you've talked about on your podcast, mm -hmm. uh, you talked about him for more than a hot minute um, when you talked about opponents in our division. We talked about Miko Rantanen. Mm -hmm. He gives both of our teams fits. Oh, yeah. All the time. And we have to see them eight times this year. Mm -hmm. Yanni Hockenpah a terrific name. All right, we're going to wrap things up here. But before we do, I want to remind you that the mailbag is open. I'm going to try to stick to this and have a mailbag every couple of weeks. So if you want to send me some mail, drop me a line at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And also, also, we will try to have a tweet or two out there taking your questions. Once again, that email is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. So please send me your mail and also shout out to everybody that replies and kind of gives their opinions on the game during the games. I really appreciate seeing all your tweets. I'm just going to give a couple of shout outs here. First off to the Mike Myers Stan, who says that he's ready for Angels baseball. Yeah, I see your tweets. I love them. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's been an awesome person to follow. Josh Nowakowski, I'll mention him more on tomorrow's show. Also, got to give some love to Defend the Nest, who covers the San Diego goals. Love hearing from Defend the Nest. I mentioned the Mike Myers Stan account. Yeah, you guys are all awesome. Jan Richter. Again, thank you guys for just replying back and forth. I love the back and forth. So keep them coming. Keep them coming during the games. I'll be live tweeting both games this weekend against the Sharks. And speaking of the Sharks... We will have a crossover special coming up on Friday. We'll have a crossover special with Kyle Demetrius. And we'll also have our mailbag segment on Friday. Thursday, which is tomorrow, we'll talk a little bit about the goals. A reminder, you can hear the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. Also, my personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. This show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Thank you so much. I'm out of here for Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please be kind to one another and Ducks fly together. It just sort of happens more or less that way.